another episode of Song Title Challenge, where the question is, climbers, how would you write this one? And are you sure it's the right way to write it? <laughs> this is the episode where climbers like you, listeners of this podcast, send in their song titles. You can send in as many as you want. Send them to info at daredevilproduction.com. And production is singular. There is no S. Info at daredevilproduction.com. Put song title challenger STC in the subject line so it gets into the right folder. If you don't, it won't. I spring them live to Brent and a guest on the on the podcast here. And then we try to cook up five or six different angles and different concepts on how to write that lyric and this is the kind of work that you should be doing it, it's a you know 20 minute exercise it's a creative exercise it's going to help you number one bring much more interesting ideas to your song rights and number two not for nothing this is going to revive some old old titles in your hook book bring them to life and maybe even get you a cut like brent just got being artist right yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. one thing too for some of you out there, like if you can send in as many titles as you want, I love it. If you send in a list of titles, awesome. If you come up with a couple more song ideas, titles, and you want to send those to me, don't resend those attached to the same list you sent before because it's, it just gets lost in my, <laughs> in my email. So just, I mean, if you want to send me 50 emails, with one different song, that's fine. If you want to send in a list, that's fine, but just don't send me repeat titles. That's all I'm saying. Send in as many as you want. Just don't repeat anything. That's all. Okay. Do, do, do my email a favor and my ability <laughs> to research for this so we can pick some out. So by the way, it's a fun, creative exercise. This is not a co-write in any way, shape or form. You take, Everything we say, take nothing we say. It's 100% your song. Just the only thing we require is that we're invited to the number one party. That's right. Is that right? That's right. We like number one parties. So today we've got a very special guest. We've got like a hit songwriter and somebody that I'm proud and grateful to call a friend. We got Mr. Steve O'Brien with us on the show. Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. Hey there. How you doing? Great. Glad to be here, man. Steve is uh, multi-talented. I mean, aside from from being an ex-porn star and, uh, and changing... <laughs> Johnny, Johnny, a Chippendale dancer. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. Chippendale dancer. Chip I, I, I knew that you. I knew that you made the needle move. I just I wasn't sure where you had the most impact. You well, know, that's what we're telling people. Like, I, <laughs> I knew a girl once that. Uh, uh, what did she? Uh, I can't remember what the deal was, but she. Uh, she worked at Hooters, but she said, "When you know, if you work at Deja Vu, you tell your parents you work at Hooters. If you're a, a hooker, you tell your parents you work at Deja Vu." <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the nuance there. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So, just for our listeners out there, I mean, Steve's he's got a lot of compositions out there that you have heard. I, I think one of the biggest ones is is uh, Brooks and Dunn classic, which I believe was the number one, right? Rock my world, little country girl. Yeah. Number two, actually, but uh, number but two, that is awesome. And also mm -hmm. an author of a book called The Ferrari Club. For the record, Steve, I just want you to know I'm officially dropping my lawsuit. I don't like it when you put my life out into the world like that. You know, it's 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 it was just a little off putting, but we agreed but to drop the lawsuit. That was before the sex change operation. You're an entirely different person now. Yeah. That's absolutely true. And yeah. I'll get back to you with the pro. No one would know. Is that, is that from, could you have a Ferrari so or you're a little country girl that rocks someone's world? I'm not sure which part of that you're actually talking about, Johnny. You're asking a lot of questions, Brent. A lot of questions. Okay. All right. Let's get right into this. So today's song title here is from Chris uh, Tisco. 
Tescarino? Tescarino. Who is, that's a usual suspect. Doesn't she write a lot with... Uh, oh, he. Our, our Chris, I'm sorry, doesn't Chris write a lot with... Um, Brad Hacker, Pat yeah. Adams. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that crew. That uh, crew, Sunday yeah. Joe Graham. Yeah. So they that's get right. in stuff like... Uh, Trying to think of what we've done on the show from them. I'm not sure. But anyway, yes. So I'm going to, before I tell the title here, I'm going to just put my hot take in it. I'm not sure what the hell we're going to do with this title. I think it's extremely specific. Mm -hmm. Every time I do this hot take, Steve, on what I would say, and this is, this is not a slam in any way, shape or form, because it always comes out good, but like on the more right. mundane titles, right? Then at the end of the episode, it's always like, oh my God, I want to write this song. We really turned it around. So here is the title. The title is Practically Neighbors. Practically, Practically neighbors? neighbors. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right. Practically Neighbors. Uh -huh. um, okay. Here's one thing that uh, pops into mind first. And Steve, feel free to just jump on it. It's just, we're just playing in the yeah. sandbox. Is something like, I'm not saying, you know, was it like, I'm not saying I'm in this is hell, but I'm saying me and the devil are practically neighbors. Oh. Uh, or maybe it's like a relationship thing. Like, you know, she you might have heard of me. I'm not saying I'm not saying she's a devil, but they're practically neighbors. Um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> There's some way of saying like basically like kind of like I'm not scared of the devil. I married his sister, uh, which is not exactly putting the woman on a pedestal, uh, which may not be the, the best thing, but. That that's just kind of the first kind of jokey thing that I thought of. Practically neighbors, my Chris. Next time I see you, oh, uh, let's see. Hit him upside the head. I know. Practically <clears throat> neighbors. Let's see what else. Um. Well, you know, I'll I'll just that title doesn't. I mean, sometimes you hear something and it just immediately suggests something. Right. So. Uh, that doesn't really do that off the bat, which is sort of cool because, you know, it'd be a good opportunity to stretch the imagination. And I'll just tell you how mm -hmm. I tend to work for what it's worth. My two cents or whatever is, um, you know, a lot of times sitting down with people, if, if someone comes up with the title or I think of something myself, one of the first things I'll do is to just run a, a, a search on Spotify or something mm -hmm. to see if there's another song with that title um, and, you know, if it was a, a giant hit last year for the weekend or something, mm -hmm. or, you know, I'd probably know it if it was, you know, Blake Shelton or something, but if it was, right. a, a, well, the weekend's a major artist, but if it was a, a, a big hit within the last few years or something, that would, um, be a negative. I, I'm mm -hmm. not saying you wouldn't be able to write it, but, um, the fact that I just did a search on this and there's no song called that is a big positive. Yes. So, uh, you know, uh, when I think of some of my favorite songs historically, things like White Christmas or mm -hmm. Don't It Make My Brown Eyes Blue or, you know, things, th there's only one White Christmas, you know, there's yeah. only, but, but, you know, there's a lot of songs called I Love You or something, you know, but mm -hmm. uh, so, so I'm not sure exactly where to go with that, but I'm, I, I would say you're starting off with, with at least one strong positive with that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That is a good point. It's like, I don't, I don't want to invite comparison with my titles. I don't yeah. want them to go, Oh, you know, it's the same title. That one song that I love growing up. This is not as good as that. Cause even if it's better, it's not as nostalgic for me. Oh, great. Okay. Well, 
Yeah, it just yeah. makes it easier to collect the money too. I mean, if there's oh. only one song, you know, I mean, it's going to be easier for BMI or ASCAP or CSEC, your PRO, to figure out what it is and mm-hmm. things like that. So, oh, I think I've collected on songs that have because I have a couple titles that you know a little more. I'm sure there are others like. How did I get three cents from Holland on this song? Right. Oh, it wasn't my song because I don't think it got cut, but that's three cents. <laughs> I just thank you. Yeah. I'm it's sure amazing songs have a life, though. I mean, you can, they get out there in the ether there and people hear them and record them and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So that's and yet a, there, there are three number ones called Fire. There we yeah, go. That's yep. Yeah. Um, so, Practically um, Neighbors, I wonder if I also think of a little bit of a kumbaya thing. Where, okay. like, universally speaking, us in Afghanistan, we're practically neighbors. Oh, right. That could be a thing, too, of, uh, you know, which could be, could go into many genres like folky, adult contemporary. There are many genres that you could probably fit that kind of idea into, but going, you know, the world's not really that big. Even people around the world, we're practically neighbors. Like, if you look at it from, you look at the, you get far enough away, you know, you get on the moon, the earth looks pretty small. Right. And we're practically neighbors. You know, there's David Wilcox has a song called There Is No Far Away. There's no far away. Right. It's the earth, the world is getting smaller. So that could be a thing, you know, just more of a, a deeper, meaningful global responsibility, or global family of humanity kind of song. Right. I just I just listened to a podcast with a uh civilian scientist astronaut, Jessica Meir. Okay. Who just was up uh, at the space station for I think six months or whatever. And they were talking about that very thing. Like Mm -hmm. they call it the over, I think it's the overview complex or the overview syndrome where you just for six months, you spend looking down at the world and you come back with a completely different perspective. Yeah. Like all all those borders and stuff, you can't see that space. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's not drawn. It's not etched into the earth. You can't really tell yeah. by looking at it. Oh, so yeah. you just touched on something right there, like borders. I mean, what mm-hmm. makes borders, what makes, you know, if we're practically neighbors, like maybe there's something about borders, you know, like fe- a fence between us or mm-hmm. something like that that you could come up with. Yeah. And, and I think, too, like playing off the word, you know, practical, almost like practical neighbors, practically. It's like right. the way to like um, – I don't know, like, you know, the offenses because we're practical, practically neighbors or something. I'm not sure how to twist yeah. that. Uh, and that practically is just a, an unusual Ooh, word. I got something. I got something. Mm-hmm. I got something. So Def Leppard kind of did this with, I think, with Rocket, the song Rocket. Okay. Which is like this big shout out to all these different major artists. What if you're, I mean, what do you do with neighbors, right? You borrow a cup of sugar, you borrow a, a stick of butter, mm-hmm. you look after each other's houses or whatever. Well, what if the song is like an homage to the heroes of whatever genre that would be in, right? Like, in, let's say in country music, it might be, you might be naming off Waylon and Willie and, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, all these artists that, you know, Brooks and Dunn, all these artists mm-hmm. that came before you and you're borrowing something from them to make your style. And Hey, yeah. you know what? It's all good. We're practically neighbors. <laughs> yeah. Kind of a well, the title, commentary. It sort of implies that when you say we're practically neighbors, there's something implied there that 
preceding that, though, even though we may be sort of far apart, we're practically mm-hmm. neighbors. Yeah, is, is that sort of true? You think, Brian? Yeah, I think so. I feel that. I also feel uh, a little bit of an ask is inherent in yeah. there. Like, come on, man, we're practically neighbors. Kind of like Johnny was saying about bar a cup of sugar. Come on, we're practically neighbors. Right. So it could be in the context of an ask, or just saying, "Hey, I'm so close to this person. We're practically neighbors." Yeah, yeah or they're just not that far. Away. Like they're not that far away, but they're close enough that we're basically neighbors. Yeah. I think is the, right. probably the general use of that term is like well they're down the street but we're practically neighbors or hey do you know so-and-so oh yeah he's just like a mile down the road we're practically neighbors like maybe because we know each other we don't live literally next door but we're we're close uh so i wonder if there's something there you know i think of we do the big kumbaya thing which is like big and deep and meaningful and brothers you know hood of man kind of thing but you also turn it into just like a bar pickup line (laughs) you know right Oh, girl, you're from LA. I'm from I'm from Tennessee. Shoot, it's fine. We're practically neighbors. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Like a swagger I song, like that. you know. That's like I, I've been to LA or whatever. You know, I've been there a bunch. Or da, da, da. we're practically neighbors. Or shoot, that's only two thousand miles, girl. We're practically neighbors. I'll come over a bar, come yeah, a sugar. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, give me some sugar. I'd like to borrow a cup or maybe even more. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So, uh, um. So sometimes if it gets to this point, I also think about, you know, that has a nice ring to it, the sound of it. So what are some other words that might follow from that that would give us a clue to be where to go? I mean, like we're practically neighbors, actually something. Practically, factually, naturally. Yeah, um, actually, factually. And then I, I, I was just looking up some, trying to think of some rhymes, but there's not a... Uh, I mean, there's got to be some there, but, you know, like uh, labor or so. Let me see what. Yeah, or like, you know, we're practically neighbors. So naturally favors are going to happen. Yeah. You know, that oh. kind of thing, of, kind of playing on that. So <laughs> what up, Eminem? <laughs> <laughs> B&B. Yeah. Um, well, um, there you go. Favor and neighbor. That goes to the bar pickup story. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if I could ask you a favor since we're practically neighbors exactly. and you're just looking for the digits, right? Just a little favor. After all, we're practically neighbors. Yeah. You know, you live on earth. So do I. Yeah. Me <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I keep all my stuff there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's yeah. Like, where so you from? Not- I'm from, I'm from so-and-so that's on earth, right? Yeah. <laughs> so am I. Yeah, great. What luck? luck? (laughs) Yes, I I think what you're saying there, Brent, that would be the direction that would be probably the most fun thing that you could write that might have the most radio appeal. Like I could hear a sort of a Chris Jansen type, you know, some Mm -hmm. of his fun stuff. Um, Brad Paisley or more Chris Jansen, maybe, but that direction sort of. um, a wink and a smile. You know, and, starting in a bar and then, you know, uh-huh. uh, winding up with, you know, could I borrow a cup of sugar or, you know, yeah. something just to, just for tonight, you know, or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 okay. Now, now we're going rock and roll here. This could be like a rock song, a road song. Yeah. Right. Since we're practically neighbors, can I borrow a cup of your sugar? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Up, like just for tonight. Yeah. Um, and that's not, you know, that's not even a sideways rhyme, but it sort of could work, you know, we're mm-hmm. practically neighbors can, you know, I borrow a 
cup of sugar or uh, I guess just a little favor. Yeah. You know, it's a little favor yeah, between practically neighbors. Yeah, I see a favor, you know, Kogarov. Oh, uh, what if you do it? Yeah, like what's a little favor, you know, between yeah. practically neighbors? Between practically neighbors. Like we're, right, and the right. rock thing too is like, you know, we're an American band. We're coming to your town. We're practically neighbors with everybody. Why? Because we're yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Right, right, right. You know, we're always coming to town. Um, you mentioned like I had a neighbor with a daughter had a favor, so I gave her just a little kiss. I like this. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You, know, you mentioned the Chris Jansen thing, and that gets me thinking of almost like a a good directions kind of thing where it's like like I had to see you. Oh, it was just ten miles down the dirt road, left left over the creek, over the over the hill, through the ridge, and da 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 all this yeah. stuff. It's like and I just thought I'd just come over after all. We're practically neighbors. You know, like this guy yeah. goes through all this tra- you know, stuff oh, to get good, to this right girl and he's like, just want to borrow some maybe a cup of sugar. Yeah, we're practically neighbors. But you know, yeah. like the course or whatever, kind of like good directions. Right. You take a left at the caution light and blah 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 and all this stuff and like or maybe he's asking her to come over, like, yeah, let's go over to my place. You know, well, it's not far. We're practically neighbors. If there's a way to do that, which would be kind of funny and ironic. Yeah. I like that a lot. It's like he could over uh, invite her. Could you, would you like to come over for breakfast tomorrow morning? And uh, would you like to yeah. have breakfast with him tomorrow morning? Well, yeah, that means you got to come over tonight first. But I mean, <laughs> something, you know, borrow the cup of sugar. I don't know. Yeah, or, uh, or like he's showing up at her place, but like it turned out he really came from a long way away. But he's like, "Oh, it's no problem. We're practically neighbors." Yeah. You know, it's like, but just showing how badly um, he wants that girl and just making a big deal that, out of it. And for that, to add to that, you're it's not only like how far he has to go. That that's one verse. The other verse is like everything he's willing to do for her, right? Yeah. Like you can borrow my lawnmower. You can, uh, you know, I'll look after your dog. I'll, you yeah. know, like all those things that neighbors do, you could go down that yeah. list and like, baby, I'm going to like, I, we're practically neighbors. Yeah, you like, pet my dog. I wanna you want to do for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's great. I mean, yeah. 
You pet my dog, I mow your lawn. We're practically neighbors, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Now I feel like it's definitely going to a more rock and roll. But anyway, in a weird way. So a lot of double entendre there. <laughs> what about what cool. about um what about like a small town thing? You know, mm-hmm. kind of like cool. a small town unity thing. Like, hey, you know, he might live on. They might. We're all from the same town. They might live on the other side of town, but we're practically neighbors. And uh, yeah. kind of a mm-hmm. unity thing, small town love thing. Yeah, because they may be you know five miles <laughs> away, but they're the next, but they are the next door over. You know, if you live yeah. way out. It could be along those lines, like something um, we're practically neighbors with a few minor exceptions. You know, the fact that we're 2,000 miles away mm-hmm. or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know what all. Um, oh, that's cool. You know, like that. where that would go. Sometimes yeah. I think, um, I remember Harlan Howard. I, I know you, well, you guys are familiar with Harlan Howard. Mm-hmm. He's not with us anymore, but he wrote those classic songs like, I fall to pieces and oh, everything, yeah. but he said there's only four songs that have ever been written. And uh, there was a themes for four songs. And one of is, I want to screw you. Number two is you're screwing. We are screwing. Number three is you're screwing someone else. And number four is screw you. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the four pillars. Yeah. Those are the four pillars of, <laughs> of songwriting, you know, so, it's like what in literature they say there's only seven great plots. Like, you know, there's the Jesus story or there's this or that. So, yeah, the hero's journey in the, in the first one, maybe. But if it was, uh, um, it, it was, if it was one of those other directions, we're practically neighbors. How could you do this to me or something? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like well, that's, that's not as good as either the thing you guys are talking about, though. No, well, we just we just throw them out there, yeah, and yeah. we just you know it's just we throw that against we. Our job is not to decide whether it sticks; it's just to throw the spaghetti against the wall. Sure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let the listeners figure out where they want to run with it. Right. And we give our thought, but it's good to give our thoughts. Like, well, I think this would work for country because of this. Like some of the fun stuff, like like say the Chris Jansen kind of vibe of you know revealing he drove all that way over, you know, because maybe right. she mentioned she wish she had a something right like oh da 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 and he shows up like two hours later with that you know the milk and the eggs or something i just ran yeah. out we were practically neighbors you know mentioned on the phone maybe they're getting to know each other and she, you know she mentioned blah 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 she could you know didn't have something whatever and he just shows up he's like hey, that's cool girl we're practically neighbors all i had to do is you know then there's this long you know this course of like all the directions of you know how he got there or whatever all like, the things cool. he had to do just a little favor yeah, what, what's a little favor what we're rhymes with neighbors. restraining order pardon me i'm just no. what rhymes with restraining order <laughs> right. that's why i'm thinking like they're talking on the phone there's there's a little that's too right know? That's what I mean. They're they're on the phone. There's a little bit of a relationship there. They're already flirting. They're feeling each other out, and yeah. so it, it comes across more sweet than uh, like stalkerish. Hopefully, order. yeah. You do have to account <laughs> for that with restraining order. Another Run thing I, I think is um uh is you know I know you guys have found this, but sometimes you work on a song, you think you're 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 doing what we're doing now. You're trying to make it work, but yeah. then sometimes the song gets started. And it starts telling you what to do. Yeah. If that makes sense. For sure. And um, you've created something that's sort of bigger than all of you and it and it's has its own existence and it starts so sometimes I look at the at the title and you know, the word practically 
also implies the word practical. And right. I don't have any idea of how that would be uh, applied to a romance or, or to this song even, but, you know, in a practical way, like what would that mean or, or something? Uh, or, I don't think there's anywhere to go with that. But Maybe, I'm just, you know, you do things that aren't practical when you're practically neighbors. Like you go the extra mile for your neighbor, right? right? It's, we're practically right. neighbors, so we do things that aren't quite practical, like for strangers right. that you wouldn't do with a stranger. Neighbor and stranger might be kind of a little cockeyed that's rhyme. That's yeah, yeah. Um, it's like, so there you go. So that's, that might be a good neighbors, don't be a stranger, yeah. you know, or something. Yeah, it's you like know. you do things that you wouldn't do for a, a favor you wouldn't do for a stranger. You get impractical a little bit yeah. because people you're close to, people you're right, around. Right. I'm not going to go drive 50 miles to go mow a stranger's yard. But right, if right. somebody close to me right down the street or somebody that I have a relationship with or practically neighbors, yeah, I may send my son <laughs> to go mow his yard. Right. Which – Normally, it's like impractical, but you do those things right. for the people okay. you love in your community and that sort of thing. So that could be a kind of a kind of like Johnny was talking about the small town, the kumbaya kind of thing. It could be that sort of right. thing too. Like it ain't all about being practical when you're practically neighbors. Right, Ooh. right. Um, there you go. That so that, that's cool. two good angles right there. It's not all be. It's not. It might not be practical, but we're practically neighbors, and we're practically neighbors. Don't be a stranger. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. that. I like that angle too, because that's kind of like a whole dip. Like maybe, maybe it's somebody new that comes into the community. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, 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 and it's kind of like Mama's house, right? Yeah. Mama's house from Tim McGraw. It's that kind of an angle, oh, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on in and. You know, how you doing? Did you get something to eat? Just talking about Southern hospitality. Mm-hmm. It could yeah. be a, a song about Southern hospitality. Like we're practically neighbors. Don't be a stranger. Right. And that could also tie in with um, just your initial thought of, uh, um, you know, just uh, I guess there's already been that song from a distance. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just the idea of, of even though we may be apart, um geographically when you look at it from afar mm-hmm. it, we're, we're really it may be a few thousand miles but it just it's an inch on a map you know yeah that's true something. i forgot about but, from a distance yeah was that bet midler i think what? so yeah from a distance god is watching us da, 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 from a distance uh but right. that concept is definitely i mean that was that was a big old hit and a valuable concept it was probably hit before most of the listening audiences was born, you know. <laughs> right. So, yeah, so, I'm remembering uh, this song from the topic, um, The emotion is valid. The the emotion, yeah. the takeaway for the listener, the value prop of the song is is right. definitely still valid, and even more so probably these days. But you know, practically neighbors. I think of like a bluegrass or a country. It feels like a could be lend itself to a bluegrass, a country, more rural kind of presentation of of similar idea. Right, you right. Know, I'm talking about you look at a map, you don't, if you look from space, you don't see the lines on the map. And there are ways to talk about that. Like, we're, shoot, we're practically neighbors. And we should treat each other that way. Yeah. You got to worry about being preachy or whatever. So maybe you tell the story about, I, I moved to t- this small town from a w- long way away, but where I was visiting, the people there were so nice because they're like, oh, shoot, we're practically neighbors. That's just, it's on the same planet, aren't we? Yeah. And it got me thinking about, boy, wouldn't the world be better if everybody's looked at people all around the world were like, dang, aren't we practically neighbors? We're on the same planet. We keep all our stuff here. Yeah, yeah. You know, why we act like we're strangers? We're practically neighbors. So that may be a way to kind of ground it, depending on your genre, um, 
for more of a country thing, a bluegrass thing or whatever, to just kind of you tell the story. Well, you, you're not really preaching. You're right. Really you're, you're, right. you're right. You write that correctly. And that could be a, such a timely song right now. Yeah. And probably yeah, always will be, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> and I like what you're saying a lot. Um, I, I, I knew Harlan Howard a long time ago, uh, many, many years ago, mm-hmm. a little bit. But he, I remember one time I mentioned some song idea I had to him. And he said, that's a really clever idea. He said, but but that's the hardest song to write. And I said, really, I, I like funny or, you know, just clever songs that have a twist to them. And he said, yeah, but it'll get people's attention. But but the the audience that loves music, they, they relate to things emotionally. Mm-hmm. So he said the hardest thing with a clever song is to give it some enough heart yes. so that it, it – it does get people's attention, but it's it's resonating with something they really feel deep inside them. Mm-hmm. Because if that's not happening, um, it limits what the song can do. So yeah. So, but what you're saying is, as you said, the, use the word grounded. I think Johnny, you know, is is uh, that gives the song some grounding. And we could, it could have clever stuff in there about right. the cup of sugar. It could even meeting someone at a bar or something mm-hmm. like that. It could be a girl. It could just be some guy or something you're talking to. But uh, um. I, I would think, yeah, that I would sort of end up leaning a little bit sort of in that direction, maybe. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. It, you don't want someone to hear your song, like the head versus heart thing. And I've heard plenty of songs where like, that's an interesting concept, but it doesn't connect emotionally. It's almost more of a thought experiment. Or And I've written certainly those plenty of those, too, and they've not, not gone anywhere. But it's like, you don't want someone to hear your song and go, oh, that's interesting. Right. Oh, that's an interesting thought. It's like, oh, man. I mean, it's not bad for a song to make somebody think, to be thought-provoking, right. but to only be like a heady, like, oh, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Okay. And moving on with my life because it doesn't, yeah. get, it doesn't <laughs> get further south than their neck, you know? So That's right. Well, I think we got some good looks at that, fellas. Yeah. I really do. So, Brent, you know, if, if um, Chris, Chris wanted or- to write this with you, Mm-hmm. Like, or, and I'll, I'll extend the same question to our guest here, Steve O'Brien. Like if they, if that, if this guy wanted to write this with you, how would they do that? You're right. So I do, I do songwriter coaching, consulting, coach writing, all that good stuff. You can see my calendar, you can get all the details and you can book a session at songwritingpro.com slash coaching, songwritingpro.com slash coaching. I do Q and A. I do, you know, help you prepare your song, help you repair your song, all that good stuff. We can reach out to Steve if that is something you want to make happen. And, and you know, we'll see. No promises ever, Steve. We're not obligated to do anything. Yeah, just let me know. The, the best way to write to, to me is to, uh, with me is to get a record deal, have Clive Davis send me a note. With you. <laughs> Amen, I thought you brother. kicked Clive out of your house that I last time. That, thing. that has never so. not worked for me. The, the last time yeah, the right. thing happened with the with the donkey and the Tijuana hooker, I thought you, you and Clyde split up over that. You, you've, you've <laughs> You forgave him? You forgave him? Well, I, it was a question about who was a donkey, I guess. You know, all right, guys. Well, hey, Steve O'Brien, thank you so much, man. It's so much fun, guys. Yeah, I'd thank love to you, do it Steve. Again. Yeah, super fun. Right. It's, Steve's available for production, by the way. Info at steveobrienmusic.com. And O'Brien is O B R I E N. Mm hmm. Steve O'Brien Music. Steve O'Brien If you want to connect with him for for any production needs, uh, co writes yeah, or anything like that, interested in talking to people. So let him know. know. And if you want some good Clive Davis and Donkey stories, he's your man. All right. And uh, let's see. The was it the Ferrari Club? 
is your the Club is, is a book available on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There people, you go. Yes. people, when I first came in, when I had been in Nashville for a while and had a little success writing songs, people would say, "Well, you grew up in Connecticut. How did you in the Northeast? How did you ever become a Nashville songwriter?" And and I said, after a few beers one night, I I just made made this up. But I said, "Well, actually, I was in graduate school at NYU in New York City and working part time in this pizza restaurant." And I saw a mafia shooting there and was witness to that. So they, the FBI put me in the witness protection program as a Nashville songwriter. <laughs> yeah. Make sure no one ever heard from you again. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so then, you know, the guy comes to Nashville and he meets up with this producer who's got a bunch of friends with Ferraris. And it's, it's a funny story and the mafia never is far away. It's always haunting him through the book, but it's uh but um, but through it, there's a lot of stories about you know details about how uh, how the music business works. You know, just what it's like to be in a recording studio, or how record deals work, and publishing, and as this guy gradually becomes successful under the wings of this Ferrari guy, and and still trying to escape the mafia. But that sounds fun. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again, Steve. We appreciate yeah, that. Thank you and, so much. Uh, this has been a blast. Anytime. We'll let you know when this thing drops, buddy. Hey, All right. uh, and Brent, I'd love to stay in touch about anything. Oh, yes, sir. All right, yes, man. Sir. All right. Y'all take care. Have a great weekend. You this too. podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing, and we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.